Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. And welcome back to episode 25 of the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show. I'm James Hill, and once again, I am joined by the chef, the man himself, Sam Whitney. Sam, made it to the start of one this time. How have you been, mate? You good? <laughs> yeah, it's the start, but it is 20 past nine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Um, I'm just really, really sorry that uh, the Division One lads have let you down, really, and couldn't be here. Really poor form from them. Yeah, so obviously a bank holiday this 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 weekend. So we went for a Tuesday night rather than a Monday night, and then various things happened. So we were like, right, we'll move it to Wednesday night, and then Wednesday night, uh, all sorts happening again. So uh, it, we are with yourself, and we are with our newest Division Two host. You've heard him on here many times before from my second favourite club because everyone seems to think that my favourite club is Shrewsbury but it, it definitely isn't but um, <laughs> it is John Wigley from Leamington how are we John? Yeah very good thanks mate glad to be back on now safe so all is well yeah been absolutely flying these last five weeks for you boys uh, what's been the change? Um, to be honest I I, I... I couldn't honestly tell you, um, not a lot really, um, other than the fact we're obviously winning games, not losing them. I, I probably pinpointed, well, obviously we started our winning form uh, in a really close game at home to Werfield, uh, where we won by six runs. And I think Levington at the start of the season would have would have found a way to lose that game. Um, and, but we won that game and it kind of probably give, given us a belief then. To, to go and win any game and then we've gone on a bit of a run since there so yeah yeah so as we've mentioned it's a bit delayed this one so very sorry guys if any of you have been waiting for the next episode of the Birmingham League show we have tried to structure it in a way that we can basically now record podcasts so that we've it all lines up with all of the leagues that we do and all of the divisions that we cover so that we can kind of cover everything for the final weeks of the season um obviously with bank holidays and various other things haven't had time to um push out any requests for listener questions so i do apologize for that one on this episode but um yeah we've had a busy week of cow corner cricket games where we've played about four games in uh in the bank holiday weekend on top of uh the my regular saturday cricket so it's been a bit of a hectic one for myself and then catching up with my own my own work has been uh has caught me a bit short on this one but uh we will push on and uh yeah it's it's the best time well 
probably one of the second best times of the year as we head into the final two games of the season. And um, it's all up for grabs. Didn't even think Division 2 could get any closer than it is. We'll start as we've got our Division 2 hosts with Division 2. So in Division 2, we've got at the top of the table West Bromwich Dartmouth with 250 points. In second place, we've got Himley with 241. In third place, Harborn with 226. Four points behind them are Leamington. Two points behind them are Coventry and North Warwickshire. One point behind them are Dorridge. Four points behind them are Schiffnell. Eight points behind them are Tamworth. And 203 points in ninth are Bridge and North. In 10th place with 175 points are Werfield. 11th place with 170 points. That's five points behind them are Litchfield. And in 12th place are Bromsgrove with 138. So one change really. There was, um, well, since we've been away, Himley took over first spot for one week only and then West Bromwich Dartmouth regained the lead in week 20. Werfield dropped into the bottom two but then have been replaced by Litchfield in the last two weeks and Bromsgrove have stayed where they are. But yeah, as we've said, there's been a few sides that have been shooting up the table and um, two of those sides who have been in great form in the last few weeks have been Harborn and Leamington who find themselves in third and fourth and seem to be pushing towards a chance of promotion. So, John, first of all, do you think it's still a possibility? It's a possibility, um, but I think it's only a possibility. Um, so I think we, I think we've left our surge too late. To be honest, um, we need what's the maths here? We're nineteen points behind Himley. Um, we need them either to lose two or win one, and then get less than one point in the other. Yeah, it's looking pretty unlikely, um, but you never know. <clears throat> The league is pretty. Uh, if if the league's done anything this year, it's been unpredictable. Mm. So um, all we can do is win our last two games and just hope. But yeah, it's still ridiculously tight. You look at sort of Harborn at third, two two six, and then Bridge North ninth on two o three. Twenty three points between those sides is ridiculous. So yeah, twenty three points separates Harborn in third and Bridge North in ninth so sam still still a chance of you uh breaking into the top four at the end of the season we all know that fourth position is the place <laughs> everyone really wants to finish up in in division two yeah um yeah and we played hard one of the weekend and you know we you know we we got swapped them up pretty early as well so we thought we were, had a had a good chance but i think we, we finished 40 short when you know we were 100 and 100 and 10 for one and a, a couple of silly runouts and a few loose shots looking at the 40 yard boundary at Harborn got got us excited and yeah we lost by 40 runs so if if we win that game we we probably go above Harborn which is crazy looking at the table now because we're ninth and they're third so i mean yeah we're only 33 points off second bottom but we're only 38 points off second so the league's been crazy this year and yeah, and the last few weeks has been a bit mad how teams have chopped and changed. And I think it's just, it's good that we've, uh, Bridge North have had a very good second half of the season. The loss at Harborn was the first loss of the second half. So, yeah, we've managed to turn it around and, you know, a few more points and we're safe. So, but, you know, two wins and that fourth space, fourth spot is up for grabs. Yeah, a up until that Harborn game last week, six games unbeaten, three winning draws against Werfield, Dorridge, and Himley, and then obviously the game which everyone talks about and which has completely flipped the table on its head with Litchfield having to concede that game. Then victories against Coventry and North Warwickshire and Bromsgrove. Oh. It's really kind of pulled you out of the mire, given that. Um, pretty much all season if you look at the average your average league position it's 9.8 so you're basically 
tenth, eleventh all season, really. So it's been it's been a top effort from from the team to pull themselves out, Sam. Yeah, and it's just been it's just been different guys each week um, getting us over the line. We've had a couple of pretty steady bowlers. You know, David Laird's had a great season. Sam Bourne, Simo bowled really well. The third spinner we won't speak about because he's had a shocking season, but he's turned into a batter. Um, and yeah, we've just a we've just real real team efforts. I think that that have got us got us into the position we're in, which is you know a pretty healthy one. We just need a you know one one win will do it. But looking at the looking at the fixtures for the the bottom two, I mean, well for especially Litchfield, they've got a couple of hard games coming up. So Worthfield have got a couple of hard games coming up as well. But you know, look looking at the fixtures after the game that Litchfield conceded. I mean, they were abandoned at Worthfield, but then they go Dorridge, Hindley, Leamington, West Brom. That's a, a pretty daunting next four games. So that that game conceded has really, really hurt them. Um, that really showed that I've looks like I've done my research as well. That Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, mate. It does. You've done, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of extensive research. You've put it into a nice little... Uh, spreadsheet for us as well which is really good uh, <laughs> yeah so let, let's start with this bottom end of the table so you're looking at that you're probably looking would we say we're looking at that bottom three now and it's going to be two of those three Worfield, Litchfield, Bromsgrove going into the final two weeks obviously 40 points at play Bromsgrove can get 178 max if they win both of their games and just bear in mind that Warfield in 10th are on 175 so it's going to take a lot for them to overtake that Litchfield on the other hand can get 210 which means that in in theory um, t- anyone up to Tamworth is still involved in this relegation battle so Tamworth need three points to be safe. Bridge North would need eight points to be safe from the final two games. Looking at the sides at the bottom, Bromsgrove, who are rock bottom, their final two games are against Dorridge, who are in sixth, and Himley, who are in second. Litchfield, who are in 11th, who find themselves five points behind. Werfield have West Bromwich, Dartmouth, who are first next this week and Schiffnall who are in seventh and then Werfield have Harborn who are in third place and Tamworth who are in eighth. Now Schiffnall, they've seen themselves go through their own kind of bit of good form. Had an abandoned game against Himley this week this last week, the only game that was abandoned, but previous to that, victories against Dorridge, Werfield, Tamworth and Bromsgrove. Uh, with four victories on in the row and haven't lost a game of cricket um, since week seven. They've had four draws um, and a, a run of victories, which um, given that the start that they had um, has seen them shoot up the table and up until that abandonment, they were kind of looking like they may be putting in a, a last minute push, but um, that abandoned game was kind of putting a bit of a dampener on that push. But um there, there's some tough games for those bottom three sides. I think Will Werfield will go into those last two full of confidence because earlier in the season they, they blew away Harborne for 60 and, and then Tamworth for 90. Um, so I think, yeah, they'll be full of confidence. But, you know, in the form they're in, they're, they they have struggled recently. But And Harborne are actually on a really good run. And, you know, they're making a late push for the um, to break into that top two. So... That'll be an interesting game. I'm, I'm not sure where that is. If that's at Harborne, I think Harborne might have a bit too much because they play very well at home. Um, I mean, Tamworth's always a difficult one because they, you know, they've had a, a good first season coming into the league. You know, being away for a few years, they're, we said it at the start that they they're quite a good team, a good team spirit, and you know they've 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 pulled off wins out of nowhere, and I think all the guys have have chipped in so. That'll be. There are there are two tough games, but like I said, the confidence they'll have from the the two games they played earlier in the season against those two, they they'll, they'll look at those and think they can get forty points out of that. But looking at Litchfield with West Brom in uh, at the top of the league, and if West Brom win that, they'll they'll be up. And West Brom at West Brom, 
I don't see Litchfield getting much from that, to be honest, because West Brom play very well. Their 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 batting lineups full of quality, and the, you know they've got seven or eight bowlers as well. When in the fifty over stuff, you yeah. they're not looking at you know you're not looking at the fourth fifth bowler to attack because you know they've got five or six very good bowlers, and you know the likes of Tim Maxwell coming in is it their seventh bowler? So yeah, yeah, I. I I don't want to say it too early, but I could see it being, could see it definitely going into the last game, actually, because I don't see Weirfield or Litchfield winning on Saturday. <laughs> we'll clip that one up. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, John, how gutted would you be if you were a member of the Litchfield side, a side of, they've been in the top two up until week seven, then we're in the top three in week eight, and then basically been in fifth position or every week up until week 15 until they had this uh, conceded game, which has now seen them go into 11th place and they've struggled to kind of get out of this position. Do you think two defeats, one most recently coming to yourself, do you think that they've got a chance or do you think that maybe the concession and everything that's going on, it's, you know, I don't know, you don't want to speak for players because you don't know what's really going on, but do you think that that concession's had a bit of a, a, a change, seen a bit of a change in mindset from uh, the Litchfield side and they're a bit, bit more under pressure and it's games have got a bit more on them than earlier on? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we played them on Saturday. Um, they look like a side that, that, well, put it this way, that when we played them at the start of the year, they were quite a vocal side, um, as they probably got a reputation of being quite a vocal side. Um, they, they certainly weren't on Saturday. It was almost, they seemed very sort of, not resigned, but very down about their situation. Being being at the bottom, like you say, they've been in the top half for most of the season. They had that their, their deducted points a few weeks ago, and that's sort of plummeted them to, to 11th, and they've stayed there. Um, and now they've got a really hard task of getting out of that. Um, yeah, they, they, they looked to me like a side on Saturday that that, that didn't have a lot of confidence, um, looked pretty down about their situation. So I do fear for Litchfield a little bit. Who are going to be the players? And uh, what would you say if you were Litchfield? What have they got to do in these final two games against West Brom and Schiffnall? Who are going to be the players and what have they got to do? to drag themselves out of this situation and obviously don't say win both games because that's, that's very obvious. But I mean, you know what I mean? What 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 would they be looking to do going into these final two games? Both of you being well-experienced skippers. Um, for me, I, they, they've obviously got a really strong bowling attack. So uh, and they're, you know, they've got to come and be aggressive, try and bowl sides out um, and just be vocal like they were at the start of the year. Just, give it everything, you know, um, and hopefully they can roll a side over, you know, anyone's beatable in this league. They, if, if their bond attack's good enough to beat, to, to roll, you know, to get anyone out cheaply, I think, um, but they've just got to believe in themselves. If they, if they can, then, you know, you never know. Sam? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just, yeah, like they've they've been the last couple of years, just in your face and you know, like a little bit annoying, really. Um, uh, <laughs> and it's just the way they kind they they have been. Um, and then the batters have just stuck together. I don't think their their batters have scored too many runs this year. I can't think of any of their players that would be in the top, you know, 10, 15 run scorers. But it's always their bowling that gets them out of trouble. But yeah, they need to look at those. Main three bowlers, looking at the two openers, Brinder and um, Wilkinson. To yeah, they're gonna have to go to West Brom and bowl them out because, I mean, we went to West Brom, got three hundred, and they knocked it off. So they can knock anything off there. So you know, if it was me, I'd say stick them in and and try and bowl them out. So it's the only way I see them winning that game. But if you know, John's been there recently and. You know, if they haven't got that cutting edge and that, you know, not not quite nastiness, but you know, they they need that little edge to keep them going. But yeah, it seems like it it might have been sucked out of them a little bit, but there's still so much to play for for them with you know with the games that Wayfield have got as well. So definitely all to play for, but they just need to, they need to find something, and they could you know they could go to the last game with Shifnal, and Shifnal could be safe and. 
you know, I don't know what Muzz is like. He'll want a three o'clock finish and get on the beers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it'll turn up for the second team and he'll be playing golf and then on the beers. So, yeah, <laughs> who, who knows what Sheffield might turn up with on the last game? So, <laughs> yeah, you've, yeah, you've got you've got the potential of the, the, t- the two teams that they're playing at the end of the series in the seventh and eighth, and more than likely got nothing to play for at the end, which throws up another. Um, spanner in the works for both sides because you, like you said, you don't really know what what teams may put out. You're looking at both sides though, and they've won one game each in the last seven weeks. Obviously, both sides been heavily affected by abandoned games as well, which hasn't helped. Would you, with it being so tight, only five points or so, you'd be looking at your your bonus points as well, or yeah. is that too, is that too much of a negative thing to be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be looking at bonus points really at all. I'd be looking just to win the game. Worthfield going to Harborne as well. You know, the likes of Bazit, who, you know, got 180 against Coventry. If it's at Harborne, which I think it is, tiny boundaries, he could, he like, how many sixes did he hit that game? He hit about 26s that game. He could do exactly the same at Harborne. Um, I know he hasn't had the season that, you know, they would have liked. But he seems to pull it out in the last few games when uh, when they're all talking about all talking about him not not um, performing. So he he might turn up in the last two, get another couple of hundreds like he did in the playoffs, and and keep him up. He mm. seems. I think he might have done something similar last year as well. So they've got him as a match winner, but I think they I think they look too much at him as for yeah. winning games. Yeah, there are many games where he doesn't score runs, and I think a few more of the lads are going to step up. I know they're bowls out this year, but I think you got to look at the other batters who haven't really stepped up. Yeah, you look at you look at Werfield's side this season, and you mentioned Bazit's a man, someone who that you know hasn't performed this season. Um, he is fourth in the run scorers. He's got the highest score of anyone in Division Two this season. He's got uh, also at the highest strike rate of any batsman in Division Two, and he's the only batsman in the top twenty um, with a strike rate in triple figures. So, as but you how mentioned, many, how, how many how many runs has he got? Um, so he's got 506 runs. He's only averaging 38.92. But he, yeah, but he got yeah. So he got three, <laughs> 300, 340 of them in two games. So mm. other than those two games, it's been quite a lean season for him. Considering you know he's a, he's a very very good player and a very explosive player. Mm. But he just had those two knocks and won two games for them. But he could turn around and just and win the next two for him because he 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 can turn up on the day and he can have that kind of day. So, but in his own standards, you know, he'd be looking at eight hundred, nine hundred runs plus for the season, a normal season for him. Yeah, Greg Wright, the next batsman who comes in at twenty sixth. Um, with 325 runs, an average of 29.55. Then Will Cook in at 28th um, with 324 runs. So one run behind, um, averaging 27 there. And then, yeah, it's it's quite a dip down to the next player. Ross Orcott, who is in 54th place with 219 runs uh, for Werfield this season. So, yeah, as you mentioned, runs haven't haven't come in abundance for Werfield. But it's been one of those seasons with it being so on off and with uh, the weather as it's been. Let's move ourselves up to the top end of the table and we've got West Bromwich Dartmouth who are leading the way. Their final two games are against Litchfield who are 11th and Bridge North in 9th. Himley who are in 2nd have got Coventry and North Warwickshire who are in 5th and who haven't won a game since week 16. So have got have had three consecutive defeats since we changed back to win-lose and then 12th place. Since Bromsgrove. the <laughs> And 12th placed Bromsgrove <laughs> in their final game of the season as I try that for the 12th time and um, Harborn who are in third so they are 15 or so 15 points behind Himley they've got Werfield who are in 10th and Dorridge who are in 6th and uh, 
Leamington, who are in fourth, they've got Schiffnell and Coventry and North Warwickshire in their final games as well. So looking at the strength of those fixtures, you've got to say the ball is in the court of the top two and it's all in their hands and you'd expect them to see it over the line. It's um, it's a knockback from five yards out with um, the reserve team goalkeeper in net, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, looking at the fixtures that West Brom and Himley have got, you know, Litchfield and Carve coming up this week. And then West Brom have got a promotion party at Bridge North last game. And Himley have got Bromsgrove last game. Bromsgrove, you know, I imagine will be relegated by then. So, you're looking at the fixtures, I'd say it's going to be those two to go up. But you never know what's going to happen in this league. It's been... You know, you couldn't really call it all season and teams have been changing all over the place. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little spanner in the works. You know, if it goes the way it's been going, I imagine one of the two will be rained off. So <laughs> probably last game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I can't see anything but those two going up. But well, who knows? Harborn have been in good form. Leamington have been in good form. Coventry definitely won't be anywhere near it because they've lost their last three and their pros gone home. So, and Dorridge are just stuck in the middle after like, looking like running, running away with it after the first set of white ball games. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about Himley for, for a second. It find themselves in second place having had the most abandoned games of, of, of anyone this season in Division 2. Them and Bromsgrove both had uh, seven games banned. Just and Ollie Westbury has made every one of those teams stay at Himley until half seven, I reckon. <laughs> um... <laughs> he, won't, he won't mind me saying that. <laughs> Big fans of the pod, aren't they, Himley? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I have been inspiration. I have been sent a photo of all your quotes that you've ever said about them on the podcast on their changing room <laughs> wall, which is. Uh, which is good to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what, what, what a season they've had. And to Looking find themselves four. nine points behind uh, West Brom with, again, having had so many games abandoned and just having zero luck. <laughs> Obviously, another game abandoned this last week in, weekend against Schiffnall. A win against Schiffnall would have seen them go top. And, you know, with West Brom looking like they were faltering in their championship charge, getting a win against Tamworth. But um, there's still a chance going into the final two games. Do you think that Himley, Himley might do it? Um, well, just looking at the run-ins, uh, Himley have got Cov and Bromsgrove. West Brom have got Litchwood and Bridge North. Uh, you'd say they've both got decent run-ins there to to get some results. Um, would Himley be missing Ollie Westbury and um, the, the left-hand spinner Graham White? Would is he going to be playing from last? He hasn't. They haven't played for a little bit, have they? For Himley, yeah. I think Ollie's on football <laughs> reporting duty for Shrewsbury Town now, isn't he? I believe. Yeah, he's played a couple recently still, but he's. Um, I think Grant. I don't think Graham White's missed really. He hasn't missed too many games at he, all. So he missed us a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think that's but... the that's the only one I think he's missed. And right, well, from what I can see, but and he won't have any. I can't imagine it. He, he won't be playing any Northland stuff. And then I think he just coaches the two. So yeah. I, think, I imagine he's available. But they had, I mean, they had, they had Ben Smith in, didn't they? To yeah, in, in, to bring in instead of Ollie this week, so not bad replacements. Come probably about 10,000 first class runs, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they certainly could do it. Um, I mean, I those two for me are pretty definitely going to go up, unfortunately, for, for us and the others, but I. I Looking at the run-ins, they're gonna they're but they're gonna both get a win each at least. I'd have thought. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be tight between who wins it. Um, I can't really split them. They're I, they're both the top two by merit. I think um, they've 
they've both been the strongest sides, in my opinion, throughout the season. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I can't spit them. Good. Yeah, I, yeah, I think <laughs> that if we for Himley, I think looking down there, so I mean, we played him a few weeks ago and we, we got a winning draw against them. The weather helped us out a little bit and, you know, put them under pressure to have to score quite quickly um, to get the winning draw. And, yeah, we got over the line. But looking down their side, they have got, a, you know, they've got all bases covered. It does help having Graham White playing most games, you know, having a first-class left-arm spinner. You know, you wouldn't mind having that all year, would you? You stick, the, you stick him in most of those sides in the league and... And most of them would be right up there. Uh, and Seema Wise, I think the, their their coach, um, Sri Lankan guy, who, who who just really recently joined the club, very very handy Seema. I think played decent standard of cricket in Sri Lanka as well. And then you know they've got their pro, they've got Ollie, who's always going to churn out runs. And then they've got they've got players like Ollie Walker, who's a very good cricketer. And then you know a couple of young lads at the bottom as well. And someone like Jamie Turner coming back from injury to bolster the seam attack. You look all the way down that side, it's a it's a handy side. And it's not a surprise they are where they are, really. I think when we spoke about them previously, I probably didn't do my research or uh, look into their side too much. But, um, yeah, those two sides and Harborn, but Harborn seemed to just... I don't know what it is with them. They they go on a roll and they they'll win five in a row, but then they'll they'll just lose a couple of strange games out of nowhere. I don't know what it is with them, but they um they're definitely strong enough to to be in that top two. But yeah, it's uh, it's a funny one with them. They just don't seem to be able to get over the line. They they've done it in the last couple of seasons, yeah. haven't they? So going into the final two games, what would you say? <laughs> has been the biggest surprise uh, for you in Division 2 this season, guys? Um, I would say for me, biggest surprise would be, I'd say, probably Coventry being up there. Um, you know, played them a couple of times and I know their pro's gone home now and, you know, he scores a lot of their runs, but, you know, they've had a, they've had a really, really good season. Um, to be in fifth with two games to go, I think they'd be very happy with that, and I think they might need to look to strengthen for next year because I think they, they might get found out a little bit next season. Um, Bromsgrove is probably the the big one to be, you know, down and out. You know, with probably two games to go, you know, that they'd expect to be down there with, you know, the quality they have got. But I think, yeah, I think their bowling attack is a little bit light and they've suffered with injuries and not having Ash Newfield around for a lot of the season, they've they've struggled. So those would be the two surprises, I'd say. John? Yeah, what Sam said, really. The other surprise for me was uh, I had it down at the start of the year that, that Schiffner would go straight back up. Um, obviously, they had a they had a really poor start, Um which surprised me. They've they've hit four recently, but I I thought they'd be a side to go straight back up. They they've got a lot of quality in there, you know. They made some good signings, um, so I'm I'm quite surprised that they they've not made a bigger push to go back up. But yeah, um, other than that, you you would say the top four is not that much of a surprise, um, and then the rest. You know, it could have been anyone, couldn't it? Could have been anyone battling anywhere, really. On a similar theme, it may be it may be different, but um, who do you think's had the the best season for themselves, like their own? Considering the situation, from what you thought at the beginning of the season, who's who would you say could look back and go, "Yeah, we've had the best of it this year." I think I think probably us um, looking at the players that we lost in the off season and you know we've brought in quite a few players but not you know not players that are experienced in that in uh, this league you know we, we've lost the likes of Ad Quiney you know he's up in the top 10 most wicket takers in the Birmingham league you, you lose the likes of Dave Exel with bats and bowls Mike Hill who scored 800-900 runs last year you know a couple of young lads gone to uni as well who haven't played as much and you know we 
we've kind of come together and and stood up really. The experienced guys have stood up, and you know we've found a couple of gems in in, in a couple of players who have had good seasons, and you know we've won games out of nowhere like like we did last week with Jaspreet scoring sixty or not out against Bromsgrove when we had no right to win that game. So I think yeah, my big surprise is probably. Well, the team that have had the best season, considering the situation, would be would be us. I think. Were you were you worried at the start of the season, Sam, for for yourselves? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so. Losing lose, losing someone, I wouldn't say like Mike. Yeah, he got all the runs, but someone like the, the experience of Dave, um, and then Matty coming in as a young captain, um, never done it before. I think. Yeah, I, I was a little bit worried. But, you know, I mean, I, and I've had a pretty barren season as well with the ball. So, you know, the likes of Matty and Sam Ball, they've really stepped up this year and had really good seasons. Lockers has won a few games with the bat. And, yeah, there's there's a lot to kind of build on for next year now, now that we we should be safe. But, you know, he's sticking overseas in, in our side and, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be a million miles away, really. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, um, at the start of the season, you know, I we did look at Bridge North and think, well, maybe maybe they might be the ones to struggle, but and um, you know they've pulled themselves out of it. Hopefully for Sam, they've pulled themselves out of it. Um, but um, other than that, I think I think everything was so up in the air. It's hard to hard to say there's any surprises because mm. like everyone's beaten everyone all year, so. There's been no one running away with it other than, you know, you could say Dorridge, you know, with the start they had, they've completely fallen away. And mm. I can't really understand why, because I don't think their side's changed too much. Um, Would but, you say that they feel the most disappointed going into the final two games of the season? Massively, because, um, you know, I, I think we all thought probably halfway point that Dorridge will probably win it. Mm. Certainly go up, and I don't know what's happened. Um, it's just bizarre. They just—it just goes to show, doesn't it? Once you, once you start losing games, it's it's hard to get out of that habit, um, and they're sort of in a rut at the minute. But yeah, that's that's probably the biggest surprise for me, considering the start they've had. Dorridge being sort of middle of the table now. Yeah. Okay. Right. So going between you both, uh, can I have who are the two sides to go up? And um, give me two sides who are going to be safe. Um, I, from where it is now, I don't think it's going to change. I think West Brom and Himley are going to go up, and Litchfield and Bromsgrove will be going down. And Bridgenorth will be, make a miraculous, well, not a recovery, actually. We will win the last two, and we will finish with Schiffner, which will be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I like winding shifting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the sake of being interesting, I'd I'd love to say something different, but I and I and I'd love us to say we 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 could go up, but I really can't see the the top two changing. Um, yeah, like we said before, tenth and eleventh could be anyone's uh, between those two, but you know. Litchfield, having seen them on Saturday, I, I do worry for them, and I, I do think it'll be Litchfield and Bromsgrove to go down. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, let us know your thoughts and who you think will go down. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can get another pod if it's uh, in for the final week. But if not, with the next one we will be doing will be our end of season review where we'll be going over all of this again. Anyway, thanks, guys. Now we're going to move ourselves on to Division 1. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 1 and leading the way in Division 1 are Nolan Dorridge. They've led partially all season in bits and bobs, <laughs> in fits and starts, um, but they've led most recently since week 14 in second place on 247 points. So nine points behind them are Mosley. Nine points behind them in tied third place are Hales Owen and Smethwick. Nine points behind them are Kenilworth Wardens in fifth. And then nine points behind them in sixth are Wolverhampton. And no, not nine points behind them, but only six in seventh are Ombersley. They're on 214. On 202 points in eighth place are Bank Green. In ninth place, we're on 196 points. Uh, Burkeswell in 10th place with 189 points. So seven points behind them are Barnard's Green. Then 15 points behind them in 11th place are Shrewsbury. And then in 12th place on 93 points are Kidderminster. So, having a look at the table, it's all to play for at the top with only a handful of points between them. There's less than 20 points separating the top four going into the final two weeks of games. And, um, yeah, K&D losing their last two games has really brought other sides into it. And Hells Owen lost three consecutive games losses to Mosley, Ombersley and Shrewsbury have kind of well has taken them away from that top position um right at the death and um yeah two wins out of their three for Smethwick um have brought them back into contention at the top John it's it's looking like it's going to be a cracking end to the season in division 1 at the top end does indeed yeah with four teams really in it at the top it's still, uh, despite losing the last two games, it's still in Nolan Dorridge's hands. Um, so, uh, you know, they'll back themselves to to get over the line. They've they've probably fielded weaker sides than they they would have liked over the last couple of weeks. But but hopefully they'll hopefully for them they'll they'll field out they'll get stronger sides out. Um, you have to bear with me because I, I haven't. I haven't prepped for the for Div One, um, <laughs> so I don't actually know um, the other teams' run-ins that well. But yeah, it it will be. It looks like it'll be really tight. Yeah. So looking at the run-ins uh, in that top four, if we focus in on those four sides, obviously Kenilworth Wardens are third, just under thirty points. They're twenty-seven points away from K and D. But you'd imagine with two games to go with the top two that with with there being four teams as close as they are, that someone's bound to get um two victories or enough to see themselves over the line um as champions. But um in first place, K and D, they've got tenth place to Barnard's Green this weekend. And then in week 22, they come up against fifth place, Kenilworth Wardens. Second place, Mosley, they have got Ombersley, who are in seventh place. Ombersley have won four of their last five games and have only lost one game in their last six, having previously gone without winning in their last four. And then they finish the season against Shrewsbury. So that could be a really interesting game at the end of the season with two podcast hosts going against each other, one trying to save their team and one trying to win the division. Third place, Hales Owen have sixth place, Wolverhampton, who are another side of kind of fallen off a cliff, three consecutive defeats to them, losses to Smethwick, Barnes Green and Kenilworth Wardens has really kind of put pay to their championship push and then they finish the season against Barnt Green 
Smethwick in fourth place, finish with Kidderminster, who are in 12th, and Berkswell, who are in ninth. So Smethwick there are going to have a massive impact in that relegation push towards the end. But uh, I guess you'd say that Kidderminster already already gone. So it, not really too much with that one. But yeah, looking at those and uh, looking at the form table, John, where would your money be at with this top four in Division One? Um, just looking at it, um, it, I mean, Halesone and Smethwick are on two, three, eight, right? So they're eighteen points behind Nile and Dorridge. Yep. So they both need two wins. I, I can't. I, I, Nile and Dorridge are going to pick up at least one win. You'd have thought probably against Barnard Green on the run of form. Um. It'd be a, that'd be a big game against Kenilworth Warden's last game against Norman Dorries, big big mm-hmm. sort of localish derby. Um, but so I can't really see Hales Owen and Smethwick being in it. To be honest, I think it'll be out of Mosley and Norman Dorridge. Um And if Mosley get it done this weekend, it could go down to the, the last weekend. Um, but I. With it being in their hands, I'd back Nile and Dorries, to be honest. Um, uh, providing they've got good availability, you know, if they've got Samit Patel playing and whoever else they've got available, um, I don't know whether they'll have Hamza. He, he, he's playing for England and the 19s at the minute. I'm not sure whether they'll have him. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd back Nile and Dorries to get to, to, as it's in their hands, I'd back them to get over the line. Yeah, it's 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 looking close. I think you know. I think Smethwick, they've got Kiddy and Berkswell. Obviously, Berkswell have put in a good run of form right when they needed to. Obviously, lost this recent weekend to Kidderminster, um, who registered their first win of the season against Berkswell, which has meant that Berkswell aren't quite out of the woods just yet. But twenty-two points ahead of Shrewsbury in eleventh would suggest that they're pretty much good to go, especially with that big tie between the two sides this weekend. So I think if if, if anyone out of Hales, anyone outside of the top two, I'd say you're probably looking at Smethwick maybe. But yeah, it's it's all looking like it's going to be poised for that night, for that big last game of the season where it's all going to be on the line, I think. Yeah, I guess it also depends on Moses' availability. I don't know, it, you know... I don't know whether they'll have. I guess they probably won't have Keith Barker as the Red Bull starts again in the county championship, um, and perhaps Andy Amid will play for Somerset in the Red Bull. So it, I, it depends on both sides' availability. I think on whether their star players are available. Yeah, I think I think one of the good things for Mosley this season is that they have had so many games out of Keith Barker this season, and he's played a pivotal role in in their success really and he's been he's been massive for them um he scored 82 at the weekend off 63 balls against Hales Owen um Andy Amid 82 off 53 Azim Shoaib uh 72 off 84 um also a player who's been massive for them has been always Mohammed who's got five for 48 this weekend and Yadvinder Singh who got three for 30 they're they're four or five names who had a massive impact on Mosley's season this year and having them regularly available I'm sure if us was on tonight he would he would back that up but um on paper you would look at those games and you'd probably say that you'd back back them both to win out I think yeah. that final game against Kenilworth Wardens is going to be tight though Kenilworth have won their last three games beating Wolverhampton Mosley and Ombersley um, and haven't lost a game of cricket since week 10 against Barnt Green. So they've been in a serious run of form and um, you'd probably be looking at them with the way that they've ended to have a really good 2024. But maybe the runs come just a little bit too late uh, for that championship push for the Wardens this season. Um But yeah, let's move ourselves on to the relegation battle down at the bottom now, Kidderminster on 93 points uh, with the maximum points available are gone. 
Um, they finish with Smethwick and Barnard's Green. So they still have a bit of a, if they can pick up some wins or pick up a win or pick up a scalp with either of those, they still have a big part to play at the top and bottom end of the division. But again, a bit like in Division 2, you're probably looking at between 10th and 11th for who goes down. 15 points between the difference between Barnard's Green and Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury were in a good run of form and then a defeat to Ombersley this last week has been an absolute killer for them as they were looking to put a run of form together to pull themselves out of the relegation zone for the first time since week 10 this season. But Shrewsbury have occupied that 11th place. And if you look at the average positions um, where teams have been this season, Kidderminster have been in the average position of 11.5 this season. So very much the bottom side this season. Uh, I think the only weeks that they weren't 12th were in week five when they were joint 11th with Mosley and uh, in week one when pretty much everyone was in second place because Mosley and Wolverhampton were the only teams to get on and um, Mosley lost that game to Wolverhampton and didn't get as many points as everyone else. So there's that. And then you look at Shrewsbury who on the same point have got in been an average position of 9.8. So yeah, pretty much in that bottom three all season for them. And yeah, a big surprise to see Shrewsbury down there, John. Yeah, it is. Um, but they were, they, they, they battled last year, didn't they? Um, mm. Where they, they were, they were down. I know because we were obviously, we got ready yeah. last year, but they were down there with us last year. Finished um, ninth last season. Yeah. Finished ninth last year. Yeah. So, um, perhaps a bit of a hangover from last year. Um, mm. But um, it, it looks like it'd be really tight between them and Barnard's Green. Um, and it looks like it could be even tighter after this week if you'd think if, if Shrewsbury beat Birkswell um, and you'd think that KD might beat Barnard's Green, then, well, it could those two could swap and then it'll all go into the last game. But Barnard's Green have got Kidderminster last game. Yeah, it's all to play for. Yeah, and Shrewsbury with Mosley. So, yeah, you'd, if you're a gambling man, you'd be putting your, all your money on Barnard's Green, would you, John? <laughs> um, oh, yes, probably, probably. Just they've got Kiddy last game. You know, based on how Kiddy have gone last year. You, uh, sorry, this year. Yeah, you can't see anything but 20 points for Barnard's Green there because obviously Kitty have only, only won one. So, yeah, you'd think Barnard's Green with a, tw- uh, with a 15 points different with them having Kitty last game, you'd think that's probably enough to, to see him be safe. Yeah, you'd probably, yeah. So we're thinking that Shrewsbury would probably need to win out to uh, to stay up basically. And we're, I think we're saying that Burkeswell and well, I think we're saying that Burkeswell are pretty much safe, aren't they? They are, but I mean, if they lose to Shrewsbury, then obviously they've got Smethwick last game, so they could they could end up having a couple of losses. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's probably that's probably not enough, is it? Um, they, yeah. Got, they, they, I mean, yeah, you going back to the max points sides can get. Um, as we mentioned, Kidderminster can maximum get one hundred thirty three points. So. Yeah, they're gone. Uh, Shrewsbury, their max points, they can get a 214, which means at the moment the pit team with 214 points are Ombersley in seventh. So technically, Bart Green is still in uh, a relegation battle. So any team from eighth downwards. But again, it would take it would take a monumental collapse from from eighth or ninth really to to, to go down and. Um, Given given the season that the Bart Green had last season, uh, where they finished second and uh, been consistently consistently one of the top sides, for them to be in eighth position going into the final two weeks must be a bit of a surprise for everyone in Division One. Um, but I guess abandonments have been a massive one for them and Shrewsbury this season. They've both had eight games abandoned compared to pretty much everyone else has averaged about five games abandoned this season. So that's been a massive difference for those sides. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's three more than everyone else. It's 
that's going to make a massive difference. Um, I mean, Bart, Bart Green's always quite wet, so, you know, I guess they're always going to have more abandonments, but it's just been one of those years, isn't it? Um, it you know, even without the abandonments, it's just the rain. It's just, it's just been so hard to get going. Bart Green looked like, you know, they started poorly, I think, you know, with a bad loss at Wolverhampton with all their abandonments, and then they sort of had a good run of form in the middle. So the abandonments has really affected them. Um, but it's just been one of those seasons in both divisions where it's kind of uh, sort of kept everyone together, I think, the abandonments. Mm. No one's really able to sort of split themselves because there's, you know, eight out of 20 games. It's nearly half of the games abandoned. Yeah, looking in both divisions as well, whoever's going to win both divisions this season are going to do it with the least points of any side in the last 10 years. The least points to win it for the last 10 years for Division 1 was 310 and in Div 2, 304. And the max that K&D and West Brom can get are 296 and 290. So, yeah... Definitely the rain has had a massive impact on this season and also how tight it's been as well. Everyone's been taking points off each other and there have been surprises all the way until the end. And I guess a little bit to do with the restructure of the professional structure of how cricket's played with the with the 50 over talk with the 50 over white ball tournaments the 100 tournaments t20 tournaments and various other things which are taking pl- different teams players at different different times of the year and i guess that probably impacts division 1 a bit more than division 2 yeah definitely yeah um i mean just talking from from my point of view at Leamington, um like we've seen more of Craig Miles this year than we did last year. That's because he was involved in the hundred last year. Um, but that's not the same with every side, I guess. Yeah. I mean, would you say would you say that sides with more contract contracted players have been affected worse this year? I think you you probably look at K and D with the, their last well the last month and some of the teams mm. that they've been putting out. You know, and they've got. As you said, you've got they've got players playing for England youth level. You've got yeah. players who are probably on the fringe of Warwickshire, the Warwickshire side who are probably getting more of a game in the what is it Red Bank fifty and um, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then they've they've still they've got players who are getting picked up for the hundreds and stuff, and you you're kind of seeing that there as well. But then, as we mentioned, on the other hand, you've got Mosley have had pretty much all their main main players available. So it's I think it's affected different sides yeah in different ways and like you said yeah. you see more of Craig Miles this season and I guess with the 100 being a draft system as well you know it's you're not you, you don't necessarily know who you, who <laughs> who's going to get picked and with the wild cards and everything like that as well yeah that's it and that that obviously affects like if a if a player gets picked up in the 100 for a county then that means someone else is going to be playing in the one day cup for the county so that might affect someone else. Um, yeah, you just don't know. And you, you can't plan for these things either. Um, you know, you think, you, you know, from my point of view, I look at the start of the season and think, oh, I might get Craig in, you know, certain parts of the season. And then it never works out like that. Um, so, yeah. So going, I, I know this is going to be a bit of a hard one. And uh, yeah, really sorry, guys, for those who are listening. We've had just the worst luck with getting our Div 1 hosts. And one podcast, we will have a full number of hosts for Div 1 and Div 2 this year. But um, it's just generally the joys of putting together a podcast where, you know, we we just do it for free, basically. So, uh, yeah. Um <laughs> So, yeah, looking at uh, Division 1, from the outside looking in, who would you say has been the biggest surprise in Division 1 this year? Um, Probably, probably, ha- well, Birkswell for a start. Birkswell down there, you know, you never write off Birkswell to win the league. Um, so the fact that they're, they're towards the bottom end and sort of, they they should be safe, but they're they're not quite safe yet. Um, that's quite a surprise. Um, I, you know, I know they've lost some players, but even so, they're always up there. Um, and maybe Hal's own being up there. Mm. Um, they've just seemed to keep. They've been up there all year, really, haven't they? So, yeah, fair play to them. I think I didn't expect them to be up there. Um, 
They've got an average that. average position this season, two point six. Yeah, that's, basically that's they've been second or third all year. Basically, that's amazing. That's yeah, and they could still win it. So I think Halzone have had amazing year. So yeah, um, fair play to them. So and uh, then I think we yeah I think with that we've <laughs> we've we've ticked off two of the questions. Um, oh yeah, well, I think well probably we've ticked them all off with. Uh, Probably the most disappointed with Burks. What are we saying then? Best season for Hales Owen. Um, any any other candidates, or are those are the two that we're going for? Um, at the start of the year, you'd have probably have said that Smethick were like you'd have them down as favourites. So, mm. I mean, if they don't win it this year, then I guess they'll be pretty disappointed because they've got a really strong side as well. They probably had they they had quite a they have quite a slow start. They had quite a few abandonments, and then uh, yeah, I mean, Smethwick are probably quite surprised that they're they're not top. Um, but then Nolan Dodge have had some ridiculous size out this year. So then again, that's not really too much of a surprise. So yeah, other than that, there's not really anyone else. Um, the rest of the teams, I suppose, yeah. could have finished anywhere. Yeah, you 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 kind of look at the the results that all of the sides have got in that top four, and the only thing you can really point to that's different between Smedic and any of the other sides are the the amount of winning draws that they got during the win lose draw section compared to the other sides' victories. You know, all the other top four didn't get a single winning draw, um, but they KND got six victories, Mosley seven, uh, Hales Owen six to Smethwick's three, and then they got four winning draws. So maybe just not getting themselves fully over the line has made a massive difference this season in those win lose draw games compared to uh, compared to the other sides. Maybe. Yeah, um, I I mean obviously I haven't played in Div One, I haven't played at Smethwick this year, but I've heard that the pitch is very good. So perhaps that's the reason why. Perhaps they just haven't been able to bowl sides out because because mm. the pitch has been too good. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that is a surprise. Mm. But yeah, so uh, going on to the final bit of Division One. Um, so Mystic Wig, um, what's uh, what are we going for for the for the end of the season? Who who are you picking as your champions, and who's going to survive? We'll try and keep it positive rather than focus on who you think will go down. We'll just say the okay. words of who all survive. <laughs> okay. So I think no one does will I think no one's will win it. Um who will survive? Based on what we said earlier, I think it's gotta be Barnard's Green, unfortunately for Shrewsbury. Yeah. Okie dokie. Right. So we'll move ourselves on to our final section. So once again, thank you so much for listening to another Birmingham League show episode. As we mentioned, uh, depending on how things go next week, uh, we'll potentially either try and get another podcast in before the end of the season and get it out. Um, if there's plenty to play for. Um, if not, uh, our next one is penciled in to be the end of season review where we'll have all the hosts together and uh, hopefully we'll try and get them all in the same room, uh, which, as you can imagine, is going to be a logistical nightmare given that we all live over the various areas of the Midlands. Uh, but we'll see what we can do, see what we can get together and uh, we'll review the whole season for Divisions 1 and 2. So that's going to be one you do not want to miss out on we are going to be doing podcasts throughout the winter as well um various things in regards to league histories and best 11s and getting people on to talk about their best 11s and uh, various other things throughout the season as uh, news comes in if anything happens in the off season any breaking news or anything like that we'll jump on and get together obviously we've got our world famous Christmas podcast episode uh, which I know is a, is a firm favourite between uh, well for some of the fans out there and uh, yeah thank you once again for supporting us and uh, we're nearly there guys we're nearly there at the end of the season once again I'd like to thank John for coming on cheers for coming on mate. It's, it's only us it's only us two left now <laughs> yeah, no, no problem anytime 
<laughs> and uh, thank you guys for listening remember uh, to like share and subscribe if you want to leave us a good review please do that it does make a massive difference and uh, yeah even though it is towards the end of the season please share it about let people know about the podcast and uh, yeah we will be looking to keep on uh, with various bits and bobs as we've got and we've got big plans hopefully for next year as well hopefully do more video content um, it's been a bit of a struggle on my end uh, towards the end of the season of various bits and bobs come up in my own personal life and as we mentioned we do this all for free so um, yeah when, when things come up unfortunately that has to take precedence but um, hopefully we will get some stuff sorted in the off season which will mean that we'll be freed up to do spend more time on the podcast and uh, video content and our various ideas of what we want to do to take this to the next level even further but anyway thank you very much good luck to all the sides going into the final two weeks of the season hopefully you all come out with uh, the results that you want obviously i know that isn't possible but uh <laughs> yeah good luck to everyone and hopefully you all have a good end to the season and fingers crossed that we don't have two weekends rained off eh john absolutely yeah well, <laughs> that'll make a change won't it <laughs> I know. And uh, thank you very much to Sam Whitney um, for coming on. He he left in the interval. Uh, apparently he was getting a bit of the side eye and being told it was getting too late because it is very late. Uh, but these are the things that we do for you guys. But anyway, um, until next time, this has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Goodbye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 